0: I began working at the San Dimas Canyon Nature Center when I was in high school. And I would help rehabilitate North American wildlife like um, mule deer, mountain lions, birds of prey, raccoons, and many more. And soon after that, I actually started volunteering at the Los Angeles Zoo as a general volunteer and a docent, someone who educates the public about exotic animals.
1: Welcome to Adulting on the Spectrum. In this podcast, we want to highlight the real voices of autistic adults, not just inspirational stories, but people like us talking about their day-to-day life. Basically, we want to give a voice to a variety of autistic people. I'm Eileen Lam, an autistic author and photographer, and I co-host this podcast with Andrew Camera. Hey, Andrew.
2: Hey Eileen, I'm Andrew Camaro, an autistic entrepreneur, software engineer, co-host of this podcast, and I have more chest hair and body hair than Eileen, which is quite an accomplishment given she's French. Today, our guest is Riley. Riley currently works at the San Diego Safari Park as a camp aide. He accompanies the guests to various enclosures around the Safari Park and shares educational information about wild animals. He also monitors the wildlife at the butterfly jungle. He is the creator of Riley's Zoo Ventures Kids Club. Welcome. Thank you for joining.
0: Absolutely. You're welcome, guys. And thank you for having me join.
1: Of course.
2: It's good to meet you guys. Yeah, good for you to be on. So if you've listened to our podcast before, or if you haven't, uh, we like to ask each guest how they prefer to identify. And we don't mean she, her, they, them, your pronouns, although you're welcome to share those as well. We mean autistic, on the spectrum, uh, Asperger's, if you have a preference and you don't have to, not having one is our most popular option. I shouldn't say that. I feel like it uh, ruins the credibility of the study. Anyway, if so, what is it?
0: You know what? Um, all those words stick with me because um, I'm autistic. I say I'm on the spectrum. I say I have a disability. I say I have special needs. That's how I usually describe myself to people.
1: So no preference. You don't There's like... no
0: preference, really. There's no preference.
1: Can you uh, take us back in time and uh, tell us about your autism diagnosis journey?
0: Yeah, so ever since I was like two and a half years old. The um doctors had told my parents, um, the doctors had told my parents that I was diagnosed with high functioning autism. and um, my parents had concerns over me. And when um the word came out that I had um, autism when I was two and a half years old, there were some people that um, there were some people my mom and dad came across who were concerned about me. They might think, they They might have thought I'd never be able to graduate. they might have thought I'd never be able to have a job they were kind of you know worried about me that I wouldn't be successful in life but um you know growing up when I went into like kindergarten or first grade um it took me time to understand um how I was acting. I did realize um by like kindergarten or first grade that I was acting different than most children. I was talking different, I was acting different. And um, at the time I didn't even know what the word autism meant, but I did know that I was acting kind of, you know, strange um, compared to most children. And so after like um, kindergarten and first grade, I was brought to this school in Grove Center, Grove Center School in Covina and lots of the other children around me also had high functioning autism. And so I guess it was because I thought that'd be a great, you know, pace for me so I can interact with other people who are on the spectrum or who have autism, not just other people who are, you know, normally functioning, you know what I mean? And I eventually start to learn what the word autistic means. So um, autism is something thing that some people not just me are born with and it kind of affects our mindset it affects our speech it affects our mood and those are one of the things I struggled with growing up but um I went through junior high and high school and um still learning about what autism means but I feel like overall I mean I still have autism I feel like as I got older I kind of recovered from um kind of recovered from my unusual behavior or the way I talk. So I know it doesn't happen to everyone because not all people who have autism um, recover from, I mean, anyone who has autism, it stays in them for life. Like that goes for me too. But I understand that growing up, I got a little better at, you know, communicating with other people, acting, you know, natural and,
2: so so is um a lot of people would say that that might again you know be because you know you're you're masking or you're holding it in and some might even say that you shouldn't have to mask um do you think it's a, a little bit of masking do you think it's a little bit of you just growing up growing as a person learning some skills to help you get by in the real world like everyone
0: does? So masking, I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't too much say I was masking it because I knew I had autism and I just, you know, tell everyone else who's curious. I tell everyone that I have autism, but I'm just aware that um, despite my autism, I consider myself a person who is like grown out of, you know, I've learned to communicate better. I've learned to act more natural growing up, but I've never been afraid um to, you know, inform people that I have autism. Like even throughout my childhood, I-, I wasn't like afraid to, you know, describe myself who I am.
1: So you said that you you've improved in communication and other things. Did you have any uh specific like therapy that you went through as a kid, speech therapy, OT, ABA?
0: Yes. Like soon after I was diagnosed with the autism when I was two and a half years old, I had a therapist come over to my family's house and teach me therapy. And their therapy has helped me become a more of um better at communicating. I also took speech therapies of at the schools that I went to, preschool, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and that's really helped me with my communication skills. So I think um, if someone at least knows I'm diagnosed with autism, that it'd be important for me to accept people's guidance in order to become better at communicating, you know, learning social skills.
2: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, thank you. And so you clearly have an interest in animals. I uh, probably helped inspire your employment journey. Um, working, you know, there aren't, let's say, a ton of zoos that people know by name. You know, the San Diego Zoo is definitely iconic and one of them. Uh, tell us a little bit about that career story uh, slash journey.
0: Okay, um, so where to begin? My passion for animals. I started liking animals back in kindergarten. And what started it? Well, I used to play these educational games, one of them being Reader Rabbit, and they have talking animals in it. And that made me think, oh, uh, now I love animals. And that kind of led me to think, um, they're, well, they're important to us. Now, who works with animals? So as I went on, I played a lot of games that involve animals. I watched a lot of movies and videos that involve animals. And I visited zoos like the Los Angeles Zoo, the San Diego Zoo, the Santa Ana Zoo. And after all those visits, I was like, you know what? I might as well work with animals someday because I have a passion for animals. They're one of God's great creations, animals. And, you know, they're important to us in our ecosystem. So I want to work with them. Um, Not only do I have a passion for animals, but I've also been like very creative on the whole animal world thing. For example. Um, in my elementary, I imagine myself having a zoo of my own someday um, called Riley Zoo. And I also was creative on thinking of designing lunchboxes with animals on them, electronic lunchboxes that make sounds that have animals on the lunchbox and cups that have animals on them. Yeah, I also consider myself very creative on things, especially when it comes to animals. So now... In regards to the career of working with animals, so when I went to Mount San Antonio College, I majored in animal science and got my associate's degree in it. So I learned about um, both domesticated and exotic animals. It also involves taking conservation and for work experience. I began working at the San Dimas Canyon Nature Center when I was in high school. And I would help rehabilitate North American wildlife like um, mule deer, mountain lions, birds of prey, raccoons, and many more. And soon after that, I actually started volunteering at the Los Angeles Zoo as a general volunteer and a docent, someone who educates the public about exotic animals. And um, for the docents, Position, I'd have to go through a six month UCLA course, which like teaches you all about wildlife, all the scientific names, all the instincts, all the habitats. And so I graduated that course at the Los Angeles Zoo. It was under UCLA. And while working at the Los Angeles Zoo, not only would I give educational tours to the public, but I would like work with and care for all the animals that the public interacts with. So and right now at the san diego zoo safari park um, where i went to after i graduated liberty university with my interdisciplinary studies i currently am a camp aide of course but it also involves monitoring the wildlife such as the butterflies and birds making sure they're you know healthy and safe it also involves you know giving people rides on carts and caravans and Showing them the exotic animals, the animal collection that the safari park has, amazing animals. And so I'm eventually trying to work my way up, particularly like the safari park, to work with exotic animals. And that can be done through uh, this cross-training thing, which used to be called the Roar Corps, but now has a different name, but... It helps people, you know, learn how to work with animals, like an animal care specialist or a zookeeper, and you get a certificate at the end so that you may find um, a full time job, not just the safari park, but anywhere with animals and. Yeah, that's pretty much where I am right now.
1: That sounds awesome have you faced like any obstacles in your employment journey like was was it difficult getting a job because i know it can be really difficult for many autistic adults
0: it hasn't been difficult um, for the jobs i've gotten um for the san Miss canyon nature center that was pretty easy to get And um, to be a docent at the Los Angeles Zoo, of course I had to go through the class, the UCLA class. Um, It was an obstacle, but it wasn't so hard. I really loved what I learned from that course. And um, yeah, it helped me become a very effective docent. And to get a job at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park, um, it took some time because I did a few interviews trying to get into like any position at the Safari Park. But, I got into one and it really wasn't so hard. And once I got into this on job position at the Safari Park, um, it was pretty easy to adjust to. Like, even though it's such a big place, um, I got used to knowing my way around, um, learning about how to, you know, take care of your, to
2: do your tasks properly. Yeah. Yeah. Can you say just one part about the zoo that you think of somebody's going there, something they shouldn't miss that maybe they they don't know?
0: Um, the safari park or any zoo in general?
2: Uh, why don't you do the safari... Why don't you answer both questions?
0: Okay, so um, the safari park... Um, a lot of people, when they come to any zoo, chances are they're going to think, oh, this is just for entertainment. This is just for our pleasure. But what I really don't want them to miss out is, you know, the true meaning for a zoo or our San Diego Zoo Safari Park. The goal of the San Diego Zoo Safari Park is to commit the four things, education, recreation, um conservation and scientific pursuit. Those are the four main things, but our goal is to help different species um, of wildlife worldwide and to encourage other people to have a passion for animals as well. I definitely don't want people to miss that um, idea of the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. For any other zoo, now when people draw a zoo, when kids draw a picture of a zoo or anyone in general, they're gonna draw a picture of an animal behind bars. What I don't want people to miss on that is um, understanding why animals are really there. We're doing conservation, we're helping the animals, we're giving them a good home with enrichments and proper diets to stay healthy and helping increase their population for future generations to come. So when everyone goes to a zoo, they should feel free to be entertained. Like, oh look, a zebra, it's so beautiful. I wanna see a zebra because A lot of animals come from you know places that people have never been to like lions zebras giraffes are from africa tigers asian elephants and binturongs are from asia and people in america have never seen those animals before so they're impressed to see those animals um they're not going to miss that opportunity if they go there, but what they could miss is um, understanding the goal of zoos to help protect the animals, help expand their populations for future generations, because they have an important role in our ecosystem, right?
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing. I can hear the passion in the way you're uh, you're speaking about this. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Temple Grandin. And uh, she has a very deep interest in, in animals, too. Uh, have you read any of her books? Uh, do you find like her research interesting?
0: Temple Brandon? Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, I feel like I've heard that name, but I, I don't think I've learned um, a lot about Temple Brandon. In fact, I don't think I've ever learned anything about Temple Brandon. But I would certainly like to look into that and learn more and like learn more about what she has to say about her passion for animals and what she does. And yeah, that'd be great to love.
1: Yeah. I mean, and she wrote so many books and she's done a TED talk and you should definitely look, uh, look into her because uh, I'm sure you'll love uh, what, uh, what she has to Mm -hmm. say.
0: I know I would. Well, thank you.
2: So thank you so much for sharing about Temple Brandon. You have a mission. Can you share what that is and how that inspires you?
0: Okay, so I have a few pieces of my mission. Of course, I want to um, help different species of wildlife worldwide so that there's more in our um, on our planet for future generations. I want to inspire other people who are interested in having a passion for animals. I want to inspire people who have a passion for animals to you know learn more about them. I also um, want my knowledge and passion for animals to become known to others like the person you might say there's also people like the crocodile hunter or the crab brothers or jeff corwin or jack Hanna, who i think recently retired but those kinds of people are famous for their passion and knowledge for animals and i want to be like those people someday too but not just um in regards to animals but i also um want to inspire people like basically on the autism spectrum. I want to inspire people that they're not alone, that um, some people are just born with autism, but um, they should still value themselves. They're still, um, they still have a place in this world. They're special people. And there's lots of great things that all people, including people with autism can be able to accomplish. So um, I want to inspire people, especially autistic people to, you know, move forward in life to like, um, see, experience the things that you will, um, that you might and probably will accomplish. And just because you're autistic doesn't mean you're different. You're just like everyone else. In fact, you're valuable in this world. You're very special. And I want people to, you know, value themselves and, you know, take pride in their hard work. And yeah, I, um, not only do I value myself, I have to own that I do um, great work sometimes, but I like to value other people. I like to value their hard work and you know just who they are.
1: I want to ask you, so who inspires you? Because uh, we mentioned Temple Grandin and that's not Temple Grandin. So are there any people who inspire you and does it you know, relate to your of mission?
0: Who, there are lots of people who inspire me. Um, One being Jack Hanna, because um, he was a zookeeper, and I watched his videos growing up. Um, The Krat Brothers from the TV show, Saboomafoo, and um, Wild Kratz. The Crocodile Hunter, he was so interesting because he was from Australia. He had a passion, particularly towards crocodiles. Um, Steve Irwin, the Crocodile Hunter. And I watched a lot of his videos growing up, and... um, all those who are famous for their knowledge and passion for animals have inspired me. And those are some of the people who have inspired me to you know, have a passion for animals and to work with them someday. Now, there are some people with autism who inspire me. Like um, there's someone named Cody Lee. He was on some talent show, some famous talent show. Mm-hmm. And he sings, he plays the piano and sings. Um, he inspires me because people shouldn't think oh he's autistic um he can um he can't do anything he can and he's he has a very good singing voice he plays the piano very well he has a good heart and you know he's an inspiration not just to me but to the world um other autistic people like um i don't know if you've heard of the show the swell of life there's a family called the pasquits and um They do this thing called Surfer's Healing, which I've done myself a long time ago, but Surfer's Healing teaches um, autistic children to surf. And there's this um, kid who has autism and he learned to surf and he surfs pretty darn well. So Mm -hmm. it's impressive to see that all kinds of people, including those with a disability, have different talents. They can do um, some things that a lot of people might think, oh, wow, could I really do that? (laughs) Yeah and yeah I've met quite a few um people who have a passion for animals people who work with animals and people who have autism and they all inspire me um they have big hearts big dreams lots of great talents and and they have a good heart too it's the other thing and they're also really really smart like I learn everything from all these people and that's the part of life learning like There might be some stuff you already know, but um, you'll know more when you learn more, especially from lots of other people, including people with autism, including people who love animals. The life of learning.
1: I need to ask you, it's been uh, burning my tongue as they say. Have you watched uh, Tiger King?
0: I have watched Tiger King with Joe Exotic. Now he's interesting, but the thing about Joe Exotic, I feel a little bit like, is he really taking his job seriously? Because he's working
2: with he is not. I don't think he takes anything seriously. Right.
0: He works with apex predators, but he's treating them like he's his pet bunny rabbit. Uh, (laughs) No, um, tigers, lions, jaguars, leopards, the Panthera genus but that's what it's called. Um, You know, tigers are carnivores and predators, and all he has to do is, like, treat them as such, treat them like wild animals. I mean, they're just acting like the predators they naturally are, but they need respect. But Joe Exotic, um, he's treating them like a pet dog or a pet cat or like a pet animal, not a wild animal, unlike any zookeeper or animal care specialist I've seen. So, of course... And I'm glad that Joe Exotic cares about animals and Apex Predators are one of my favorite animals on the planet. The Rhino is my first favorite, but I also like Apex Predators, particularly lions, um, but I can't take him seriously if he's not taking his animals seriously. I also heard more about him, like his storyline. I've forgotten some of it, but he has kind of a bad rap, seemingly, like he has a negative reputation. But I do like watching his show on Netflix. Um, Joe Exotic, The Titer King. It was so interesting.
2: I, I remember him from prior to Netflix because he was running for lib- as a libertarian presidential candidate and the libertarians were getting made fun of. R- more or less rightfully so because of that. Um, so... Do you, what, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you have a great special interest, you turned it into a career. You know, I like to say that, you know, what better job for somebody who's autistic than them getting paid to talk about what they love to talk about the most, which is what you get paid to do. Uh, But other than that, if there is anything, and that's okay if there isn't, um, can you share anything more about other things you like? Is there anything other than uh, apex predators and zoos?
0: Okay, so um, apex predators. You guys heard what apex means. So um, apex means that they're at the top of the food chain, right? So the lions and tigers and bears, oh my, are apex predators. Also um a leopard or a jaguar counts as a, an apex predator. Um, the large, powerful predators who don't really have a lot of or any natural enemies. So they're interesting because they have different colors. They look very majestic. They're really cool animals. And um, other things about zoos. Well, I learned that there are all, all kinds of zoos throughout our world. And I've been to one in Sweden called Kohlmarten. It's a really neat place because um, not only does it have animals, but it also has rides, a dolphin show, um, presentations. A lot of people would be like, wow, unbelievable. You could just go to Sweden and visit a safari park with an interesting name and see all that there. And I've been there and I was like, wow, this place is amazing. And the rest of Sweden is also pretty good too. Yeah, I still want to visit some other zoos around the world that I haven't. Like um, in Florida, there's Disney's Animal Kingdom. I wanna look at that. There's um, the Cincinnati Zoo. There's the Omaha, a really famous one. The Australia Zoo where Steve Irwin, the Crocodile Hunter worked. And lots of other zoos in Europe, um, in different countries throughout Europe that I've heard of, but I've never been to. But it'd be interesting to visit these places and learn about them. Now, other things that I like aside from animals, I might have said before, but I also like being creative. Whenever I share my um creativity with, you know, my family and friends, they're like, wow, Riley, you have such a great imagination. You're very creative. And I feel like other people are creative too, including people with autism.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's a that's a misconception that people with autism are not creative. Uh, I mean I'm pretty creative myself. Andrew is not, but, you know.
2: I am very creative when it comes to ideas that make wow. money or should never be said. Usually it's one of the two or both. Would we agree, Eileen?
1: Yeah, we all have our own creativity, which makes sense. You know, different people. Um, so what caused you to start uh, Riley Zoo Ventures? kid club what was that like
0: yeah so I started it because I want to like share my knowledge and passion for animals with other people particularly children heads into the kids club because I'm pretty sure they would really love to you know learn about animals I can inspire them to have a passion for animals because a lot of kids are like oh look an animal it's so interesting and wouldn't it be cool to learn about it and so I decided to um start filming at different zoos or in a studio and talking about animals. So um, I come up with the animal facts and the creativity and some people um, who work with me are good at like the filming and the camera and some people are good at like the graphics of how the filming goes. But of course, I don't wanna just be educational talking about fact after fact after fact. I want to make it entertaining I want to, like, have a sense of humor. I want to, like, be engaging with the people. I want to, um, you know, encourage, like, keep people encouraged to watch the video because those are the two things that will um, inspire people to do it. And so I'm also trying to um, use this to help me earn more because um, we pay money to do it. And um, there are some people who can, you know, pay to watch some content some of the content um in, you have to pay to watch but only if you um are interested only those who want to be you know inspired by my passion and enthusiasm and knowledge for animals
1: that's great that's a, that's a great thing you're doing there i'm sure kids love it um okay so now i'm going to ask you some Quick fire questions. You just uh, tell me the first first uh, answer that comes to your mind, okay? Yeah. Favorite domestic animal.
0: Horses are my favorite domestic animal. One reason is because they're related to my favorite animal, the rhinoceros. They're also. I'm gonna
1: ask. With your favorite wild animal, would that be the rhinoceros?
0: The rhinoceros.
1: Favorite apex predator?
0: The lion.
1: Do you have a favorite nature TV show?
0: My favorite nature TV show, um, there's so many, but I really like um, Zaboumafou. I guess it kind of counts as a nature show. You know what Zaboumafou is?
1: Mm Mm-mm. Um, no, so don't.
0: the Crab Brothers, who are famous for animals and conservation, they host this show with a talking Safaka named Sabumafu. Safaka is a lemur species. And they talk about um, dinosaurs who roamed in the past, reptiles, amphibians, mammals, birds, fish, all all of it in the animal kingdom. And that's been my favorite nature show. Like, I watched it when I was little. I watched it growing up. I remember it. I look back at it. I'd say that's probably the best one because not only is it educational, but it's kind of cute and funny. There's like a talking lemur and he like imagines talking animals. (laughs) Yeah, it's good to um, be educational and funny at the same time.
1: Totally, yeah, it's a good combination. So if you could be any animal, what would it be and why?
0: I'd probably be a rhinoceros. Not only because it's my favorite animal, Um, But um, I'd have thick skin, a horned, a muscular body build. The only problem is I would have poor eyesight, except I can smell and hear extremely well. I'd only be able to see 10 feet if that's all I would need. But you know what? Honestly, that's actually a good question because there's so many animals that I could be. It's just I love the rhino so much because it's very cool looking. It has an interesting instinct. and
1: yeah I didn't know how aggressive they were until I saw a documentary and they're fast too, and they just like boom, like thirty miles
0: per hour, some forty
2: miles per hour. Okay. Eileen, have you ever seen Waterworld? No it is it, it's one of those movies. I think they had like a sea world or so they they had something for it. It's one of those movies like have you seen Con air
0: Conair, I've heard of it. I thought it was it, like a. It, product. It's a
2: movie that's like so bad it's good. It's called Waterworld. Um, oh, it's like one of the worst movies of all time, but it's like anyway. <laughs> I would say you should. It has Kevin Costner in it, Eileen. Um, for oh, really? We, yeah. Let's um, see,
1: Waterworld.
2: It's a horrible movie. It's it amazing. Does-
1: 6.3 out of 10 on IMDB is actually not that bad because that's but again that's the like a cult
2: like following because it's so you know what i'm saying like
1: it's so bad it's good. Yeah. No, and that is
2: pretty bad for IMDB actually, <laughs> i think so.
0: Well, that's interesting. I've heard that thing before so bad that it's good.
1: <laughs> and you have a lot of uh, of things to uh, to look up after our phone call. Temple Grandin, Waterworld,
0: yeah i see again i have a lot to learn you guys teach me something new
1: Oh, no, me too look i just uh, mistaking a hypopotamus and a rhinoceros where can people find you on uh, social media riley
0: on social media they can find me on instagram they can find me on tiktok for riley zoo ventures um youtube on instagram there's two different links i meant to say um one is just Riley Ginter, that's my normal one. And the other is Riley Zoo Ventures. That's like the real animal world education and entertainment one.
1: That sounds pretty fun. But yeah, thank you for sharing about your your passion for, for animals today. We, we appreciate it.
0: You're welcome any time and thank you too.